Hello and welcome to season two, episode seven of Grinard Entertainment, the official podcast where we talk about football and football only. I'm Omar. And I'm Mo. And we are here. We apologize for not showing up for the first week of college football. It won't happen again. But honestly, it's amazing to have college football back with all these fans. Uh, Mo, how do you feel about that? Dude, it's just amazing. Last year, it just sucked. There wasn't fans. It was just depressing to watch college football, if I'm being honest with you. The fans make college football what it is. They really do. They really do. So I'm just happy that it's back. I enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed it too, Mo. I know you had a, you know, you had a good weekend. Yes, and sir. Let's recap a few games. Like we got to start off with the first upset of 2021. And that is North Carolina going down in Blacksburg to Virginia Tech. We got to talk about this game. And I'm going to be honest with you, man. I mean, I don't, Sam Howell did not play his best, but I'm not going to put all the blame on him because first off, he lost his, his two thousand yard running backs. He lost Deami Brown, wide receiver Deami Brown, and also his offensive line did not give him time. They did not give him the yeah. time. Today. So Mo, I just want to ask you, where does North Carolina go from here? Well, I mean, the only way they can go is up because, like, I mean, losing your season opener as like a top ten ranked uh, team. Like, mm-hmm. and you lose to, like, an unranked team, that's not good. Mm-hmm. It's really not. Like, it's really a not. A game they should have won pretty easily. Yeah, but Virginia Tech went crazy after the game. They stormed the field, like, I mean, after. It's, it's like Blacksburg. That's, like, a hard place to play. Yeah. With 60,000 fans in your ears, yeah, it was, it was very tough. Uh, another game I was impressed with, I mean, another team I was actually impressed with, obviously, Alabama. Bryce Young put on a show. Like yeah. he went 27 to 38, 344 passing yards and four touchdowns. Like they he looked destroyed Miami. He looked so calm in the pocket the whole game. Like I did not see a weakness in his game. His offensive line gave him time. He was composed and he made the right reads. A lot of the times in the games, he made a lot, a lot of right reads. So, I mean, Hey, I mean, Alabama looks like they're going to have another dominant offense with Bryce young at the helm. Uh, but yeah, Miami, they went down bad. Like I knew this was going to be a blowout. I think a lot of people knew this was going to be a blowout anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. Another team we got to talk about is Oklahoma. They did not play good. Their defense is really bad. They almost lost to Tulane. Yeah. yeah. They won by they five. Literally, like Tulane. So they were down by five on the last drive. They were literally like one yard away from getting a first down. It was on fourth down. They were like so close to winning. Imagine if Tulane actually went into Norman and upset them. I mean, that would have been embarrassing. Yeah, it would have been sad. Like, but spent. I mean, this is not good for them if they're going to join the SEC, man. Like, you got to have a good defense. defense. Their defense sucks. How do you allow thirty-five on Tulane? Like, how do you let them do that to you? And you want to join the SEC? Okay, dude. If this is if their defense is gonna keep playing like this, like oh my god, they're gonna get destroyed by everyone in the SEC. Yeah, it's not even gonna be close. They're gonna get embarrassed. But yeah, I mean, Spencer Rattler did not have his best day. He has to bounce back next week, and we'll see how he does. Another game. I mean, I was impressed with Penn State. If I'm being honest with you, I really thought they played well. Their defense is amazing. I mean, their offense was iffy. Their defense, yeah. Sean Clifford, he's okay. But their defense was really good. They played lights out against Wisconsin. It was 
I didn't expect Penn State to win, but they did. I just picked them when I did my predictions, like myself. I picked Penn State because they got a lot. They got a chip on their shoulder, and they got a lot to prove. Because the last last year was not great, um, and they really had to bounce back. So I picked them to win. And one more team I'm actually very impressed with was UCLA. UCLA is two and zero, and they played great. I mean, they they upset LSU. And I was impressed with Dorian Thompson Robinson. He played. Is, you know, fun fact: that is the first season opener win with Chip Kelly as their coach. Their home opener win, right? Yeah. No, just season opener. Really? Because they won last yeah. week. They're two and zero now. This, this this is the first time they're starting two and zero since two thousand seventeen. Damn. So Dorian Thompson Robinson went nine of 16, 260 yards and three touchdowns. The run game was great. 11, uh, Zach uh, Charbonnet, Zach Charbonnet went 11 carries, 117 yards and one touchdown. Their tight end was amazing. Greg uh, Dolchich, three receptions, 117 yards and one touchdown. I mean, they just came out to play against LSU. And now this is making me, this is making me more confident with Auburn against LSU. Yeah. Uh, LSU was not off to a great start, and they had a, a shaky offseason. And, I mean, that's that's pretty much – those are the teams I was, I was really impressed with UCLA and Ohio State. I really thought C.J. Schroed played really good, 13-22, 294 yards and four touchdowns. Minnesota did he stay in the fight. They lost by two touchdowns, 45-31. to 31. But overall, man, it was, it was a good weekend of college football. You know, it was good. Well, and also we got to talk about Auburn because we – Well, before we talk about that – yeah. We need to talk about the Georgia Clemson game. Low scoring. If you love defense, this is what you got to see. Dude, uh, I want to talk about, like, Clemson. Um, like, uh, so, like, their QB, like, DJ Ukulele. Yeah. Uh, like, he had, like, no t- – like, his O-line. Like, Clemson's O-line, I don't know why. They play, like, really bad. Yeah. And also, their run game sucks. Yeah, their run game was really bad. I'm looking at the stats right now for their run game. Like they, I even think they were in the positives in the run game. Dude, they could not get the run game going, and like, uh, I mean, their defense played pretty good. Listen, so like, listen, listen to the stats for the this, these running backs for Clemson. There is, all, all here's these running backs. Ready? One running back went one carry for ten yards. The other one went four carries for seven, and the third one went four carries for seven. There's literally no run game there. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say JT Daniels played great either. He didn't really play that good either. Yeah. It was I mean, all the defense. Offense. Georgia's offense didn't play good at all. Yeah, it was all the defense. Georgia's defense is legit. They have a legit defense. They had I mean, seven they, they've sacks. always had a good defense, though. Yeah, I know, but this defense is – yeah, I know they have, but they played really good, man. Like, I, I was very impressed with how they played. They had seven sacks. I mean – their D-line just got to it. But now, I mean, I don't know what Clemson does from here. Like, I really don't know. I it's it, I don't think they're going to be as dominant as people say they will because, I mean, just look at how they played against top competition like Georgia. And I thought Clemson was going to win, for being honest with you. So, I mean, I, I Georgia, good for them. I mean, they got the win. They won a big game. They climbed to number three as of the uh, AP polls that just came out today. And, yeah, and that was the game day's game, so it was good that we talked about that. Thank you, Mo, for bringing that up. And yeah. let's, let's talk a little bit about Auburn, right? I want to ask you, Mo, what did you like out there that you saw? 
Uh, I mean, I pretty much liked everything. I liked the run game. Like, you know, Tank Bigsby, like, just went off. Sean Shivers went off. Uh, Marquise Hunter went off. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I like Bo Nix. You know, he stayed calm. He made he he only had like two incompletions. Yeah. Um, I like the defense. I mean, I like the defense played good for the most part until like the end. Mm-hmm. Like that was like the backup, so it didn't really matter. Yeah, yeah, that was fine. I, I what I did enjoy about the game is that I've noticed that they look like they're having a lot of fun out there. I felt like yeah. I I haven't seen an Auburn game where everyone was having a lot of fun since maybe 2013 because I felt like out there everyone was just enjoying you know the, Bo Nix was going through his progressions uh everyone and and it was a well-coached game this is a game where Gus he would he would try to keep this game close exactly but guess what he didn't I mean Brian Harson didn't Brian Harson came in with a great game plan all break all gas no breaks this, this is what I've wanted for for the last eight years all gas, no breaks. And we haven't gotten that in so long. So I'm very happy happy with Harson. I wonder how the rest of the year goes. And uh, guess what this did? We got into the top 25 after this win. So our game against Penn State is going to be a top 25 matchup that maybe game day will go to. I mean, I think they did that on purpose just to make it a ranked versus ranked game. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I, I think Auburn would be like, I would assume that they would be close to a top 25, but not there just yet. Because they just played Akron. It's not like they played, uh, you know, a top school. They just played Akron. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, but like, oh, yeah, um, yeah. what was I going to say? We could start the season 5-0. and oh. We could. Anything's possible. Yeah. Let's just see how Can we I do. See? I mean, we have the, t- bro, we have the talent. We have the Penn talent. State, Penn State's our test, our first test. Yeah, and we're playing at a wideout in Happy Valley. The atmosphere is going to be crazy. Gonna be very crazy. Yeah. So that's enough for the week one recap. Be, I mean, is I'll, that the, is that gonna be the first whiteout since before COVID? Yeah. Dang. Yeah, for the first ones, man. For the first one. So oh, I actually can't wait to see that. Honestly. Me too. Me too. Me too. It's gonna be it's gonna be a great sight to see. And you know, hopefully we come out with a dub. That'd be a fun game to go to. It would be definitely, definitely. But yeah, great week one. I'm excited for week two and for the rest of the college football season, honestly. All right, next up, Georgia has three to four players who have tested positive for COVID, and it's the highest spike for positive tests. This is not good for Georgia because if they have a COVID outbreak, guess what? If they don't have enough to field a whole team come Saturday, they're going to forfeit the game. So, Mo, I just want to ask you, uh, what do you think happens with Georgia next? Uh, I mean, I, I don't know, like, how this happened. You know, like, I don't know if, like, the vaccination rates, I don't know what they look like. Mm. But, like, this is not looking good. Because, like, if they, I mean, if they do take a while, I don't know who they play next week. But, they, like, play UA, they, they play UAB on Saturday. Oh, okay. So, like, I mean, if they don't have enough, I think they'll have enough players. But, like, let's say if they don't have enough players, they're going to lose to UAB. Like, dang. That would be kind of embarrassing. Even though it's a forfeit, it would just be embarrassing. Yeah. So, I mean, I really don't know what the state of Georgia is right now. I mean, hopefully things are getting better there, but I don't know. I mean, I think I haven't heard much. I mean, there's not really much about them. And also, like, I heard, like, Georgia, they have, like, a lot of injuries. Yeah, they do. They're dealing with a lot, especially at wide receiver. They're dealing with a lot. Yeah, I mean, George Pickens tore his ACL a few months back. Yeah. 
So, I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be, this is going to be one of those seasons for Georgia where they have to, they're going to have to deal with a little bit of adversity. You know, they're going to have to deal with their star players out and it's, it's going to be a fun challenge for them. And we'll just have to see how they take it like throughout the whole year. I mean, things do change. It's college football. Anything can happen every week. Any team can win unless it's, you know, FCS team, but you know, we've seen Appalachian state beat Michigan. So, you know, there's that, but uh, yeah, I mean, anything can happen in college football. We'll see what happens with Georgia. I don't think it's going to set them back too much. I think they should have enough. They should be okay. And I think they got the COVID outbreak uh, handled. Yes. All right. Next up, we got to talk about the big 12. So they're looking at four teams to potentially join their conference, UCF, Houston, Cincinnati, and BYU. I like all four teams to join this conference. I think it, it'd be great for all of them. Cincinnati's been playing great, even though they play in the AAC. Still, like, I mean, they they finished what, like top ten, almost top ten last year. Like, yeah. I think I think it's good for them. It'd be a challenge for Gus if they go to UCF. If UCF goes to the Big Twelve, but I think it'll be good for. I mean, it'll be good for them. It'll be good for the school. It'll be good for recruiting. I mean, I don't see a problem with them. Plus, the Big Twelve, they're losing Oklahoma and Texas. So, I mean, adding these four teams would be a great addition. What do you think, Mel? Yeah, I like it. Uh, I, I mean, I, like you said, especially like uh, Cincinnati and BYU. Uh, I think Cincinnati, they're in the top 10 right now. Yeah, they should be in the top 10 which right is, now. Which is crazy. And, you know, like I want to see how like UCF they do um, like against better competition. Because, like, yeah. I mean, a lot of people say, like, they're asleep, like an underrated team, mm-hmm. but, but like, it'd be a fun, like to see them play in the big 12. I like to see that. Yeah, me too. Uh, I mean, I saw their game last, last Thursday night, they came back down and they won 36, 31, even though I thought that they should have won by, I don't think they should have won by a little bit more. I kind of felt like Boise State. Oh, they made a comeback. Team. Yeah, they did. I don't think Boise State's a team you should sleep on anyway, like at any time. So, yeah, I mean, it was a good win for them. Cincinnati, I mean, they're number seven in the country right now, and they, they've been impressing. I like their head coaching staff. I like their team. If, if there was eight teams in the playoff, I mean, they would make it. So, I mean, there's that. And BYU, I mean, BYU, they're always that team that's up and down. They could upset any team at any time. And I think it's just it's just good for the conference. Plus, they kind of need it. They really do need it because they're going to lose a lot of revenue with Oklahoma and Texas out. So they got to try to make that back. So I think it would, they would all four of them would make great additions to the conference. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Next up, we got some uh, sad news to break. Uh, Minnesota running back Mo Ibra- Muhammad Ibrahim is out for the year with a lower leg injury. And it's unfortunate for them because he is he's a superstar in the making. Honestly, he he is really good. I really had I have like I mean, obviously, I've had high hopes for him all the time, but I hope really hope this injury doesn't hold them back. Mo, what does this do for Minnesota going forward? I mean, dude, that's just a huge loss because that's like probably their best player on offense. Mm-hmm. Like uh, when you saw uh, in the Ohio State game, he literally like literally carried the seat like that offense on their back. And he kept them in a – so, like, the fact that he's out for the season. Wait, what what class is he? He's a junior, I believe. I'm going to actually click him right now. He had 163 rushing yards and two touchdowns. He is a senior. So, it sucks that he is out, done for his senior year. 
And, uh, you know, hopefully he goes pro. I mean, I think he's really good. 5'10", 210 pound running back. He, he, he did, I mean, five low, listen, no, no. He had 163 rushing yards, 30 attempts for two touchdowns. It's he's a workhorse back the year before that he had a thousand yards, 15 touchdowns, average 5.4 yards to carry. And he was on pace, man. I mean, he was on pace to do it again. But sadly, you know, like when you lose a player like him, it just throws the whole offense off. I really, I mean, I think PJ Flex is going to make good adjustments and he's going to find a way to uh, keep, keep rowing the boat, you know, because that's what they do in Minnesota. And I really think he's going to do, he's going to find something. He's going to find a way. But now, I mean, Minnesota lost to Ohio State. They put up a good fight. I mean, they to lose by two touchdowns against them. I mean, that's, that's kind of an accomplishment. Considering that, yeah. I thought that uh, for a bit, they, they could have had an upset. They were very close. So, very close. So I really wish him, really wish uh, Muhammad Ibrahim a speedy recovery and uh, hopefully uh, makes it by the NFL draft and gets drafted somewhere really good. So, uh, yeah. And next up, NFL coaches and execs are nervous about COVID testing after players visited college football's opening game. So players like Trevor Lawrence, Patrick Mahomes, they went and attended college football games over the weekend. Mo, are you concerned about this? Because I haven't really heard anything. It's Tuesday. So far, really no positive tests. I just want to get your thoughts on this. Well, I mean, we can hope that there's no positive tests because, you know, like screw COVID. We need right? COVID yeah, out. I, we need COVID gone. I'm tired. Yeah, of it. screw COVID. Yeah. Um, there's like no cancellations or like any teams have to forfeit. Because like last year, that was a headache. You see how many like games got canceled and stuff. And moved to like Tuesday night, which was weird. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They just I- threw everything off. It really just messed up everyone's psyche. And plus, if you had you, they'd have like teams would have an extra bye week, which is like it kind of threw them off. Yeah. You know, like example with this Titans last year, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, the Titans had a lot of outbreaks, and the Steelers had to take two bye weeks last year. So I mean, there's that. But I think everything should be fine. So far, nothing. It's only Tuesday. Uh, hopefully that uh, everything goes well. Come week yeah, how one. many positive tests has there been? And so far, I got nothing. I mean, I don't really have much. I know Zach Martin tested positive for COVID, Cowboys a guard. But overall, I mean, not really much going on at this point. We'll have to wait and see. I think we'll find something out on Thursday. But for now, uh, no, just praying that there's no COVID positives and no outbreaks at all. And also, the NFL, they want to keep testing, uh, do daily testing because of this. So... We'll have to wait and see, but I think for now we're good to go. And just we're just ready to watch some NFL football on Thursday. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, next up, let's talk about Bishop uh, Sycamore, okay? So you obviously heard of the high school that lied to get on ESPN as they said that they had a lot of five-star recruits and, you know, going to big schools and whatnot. And they got crushed on national television by IMG Academy, and they pretty much finessed ESPN into getting on TV. So, Mo, I just want to get your thoughts on, on that, the whole thing well, that happened. I mean, I hope someone gets fired at ESPN for letting this happen. Like, how stupid can you be? Do you not do your research before? Like, I just wonder, like, you need to do, like, look up what Bishop Sycamore is. I I, I, knew, I don't even know what Bishop Sycamore is. Like, I know who IMG Academy is because they're, like, obviously. one of the top high schools in the country. Yeah, and they have top recruits, but for this game to be on national television, like even the commentators are like, what, what is this? Like, I'm pretty like, sure. The story like, is so crazy as well. Like their coach has an arrest warrant. Uh, they like slept in hotels 
and like their address if you like they put like their address for the school mm-hmm. is literally just like a clubhouse and wow. like they shared equipment oh yeah i saw that because they were changing helmets all the time i saw yeah, that. yeah they're basically like you know like a peewee like uh a flag football team basically basically yeah yeah uh, i can i agree with that i agree with that like but, man it's so I mean, bad the fact that they like the fact that they just like finessed everyone is crazy yeah i'm i'm impressed that they finessed everyone if i'm being honest with you i'm just impressed by that yeah so. But yeah, I mean, I don't think anyone's gonna bring Bishop Sycamore ever again on TV or in general. I don't even know what's gonna happen to their their team. You know what I mean? So we'll have to wait and see with that. And now we're gonna get into our NFL part of the episode because we gotta we gotta get through this. Plus, NFL is gonna start this Thursday, so we gotta go through what's been going on. We gotta start with Cam. Obviously, Cam got cut. That was one of the biggest news that came out. Mac Jones is going to be the starter for the New England Patriots. Kind of sad for Cam. Kind of feel bad. Uh, I kind of wish he didn't have to come out like this. I really just wanted him to have his, like, comeback season just to prove everyone wrong. And uh, sadly, he's not even on a team yet. Still has not made a team, has not found a team, uh, not even a backup yet, because I I don't really think he wants to be a backup at all. So, Ma, I just want to ask you, like, what was your reaction when you saw Cam get cut? I was like absolutely shocked. I never thought this was gonna happen. I mean, like you heard me see. I I typed in, like all caps. What? And like I, I was just I was just bamboozled. I was bamboozled too, and I was really sad that it had to happen because I really do like Cam. I obviously want to see him succeed. Me and you do. We just want to see him wherever he goes. He just does well. And now the former MVP has to find a home. And I really don't think he's going to start anywhere this year. I'm being honest with you. I really don't know. I mean, what I think is going to happen, I think he's either going to go to the Giants or the Washington Redskins. You mean the football team, right? (laughs) Oh, my God. Sorry. Hey, hey, they haven't. You know what I don't like about Washington? It took it's been two years and they still haven't come up with a name. That's what I don't like about them. Yeah, because they're dumb. They just should have just kept the name. If I'm being honest with you, I mean, like, look, like, if you can't come, why couldn't you come up? You had a whole year to come up with a name. You're telling me you couldn't come up with Dude, one Dude, just, name. like, name them, like, the Washington Warriors or something. Yeah, like, the Warriors or, like, I don't know, just just something. Because yeah. just to call you the football team, it's so weird. So, I mean, but, yeah, so you said the Giants. All right. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't hate that. I really just want Washington. It's also a really good spot. That's actually what I think he's going to do. He's going to go to Washington. I would say if he does take a backup role, it would be in Dallas because I think him and Dak are kind of similar. Plus Dak gets hurt. So, you know, if he gets hurt, hopefully he doesn't get hurt because I really don't want him to. Then Cam can come in. So there's that as well. And he has Zeke to rely on. So, you know, everything will be fine. Plus Cam would have better weapons there if he did go there. So there's a good... It's a good option. I mean, right I want there. I want him to go to Washington because like he's gonna reunite with his old coach Ron Rivera, and like they already have like a good foundation there, basically. Yeah. And also, Ryan Fitzpatrick is kind of inconsistent, so there's that as well. So yeah, I mean, hopefully Cam gets signed real soon because season's about to start next week, and I mean, uh, TikTok. That's all I gotta say. So we're wishing you the best, Cam. Wishing you the best. Next up, we got to recap some NFL injuries. We got to talk about J.K. Dobbins. That's like the biggest one. Sadly, in a preseason game, J.K. Dobbins tore his ACL. 
And he was primed for a big year in Baltimore. And sadly that, you know, didn't happen. You know, I really feel unfortunate. Like, you know, it's very unfortunate. I don't blame the coaching for that considering he got hurt on the first play. So I'm, but I'm just very devastated. Well, I mean, I just blame the Ravens as a whole. I mean, why would you play your starters in a preseason game? It's like really meaningless. I mean, to get some reps or something, man. Like, I, if, he, if they got in for one series, I would have been fine. But to play, but to, like, you know, get hurt on the first play, that's just bad luck. He was very unlucky. And then Justice Hill tore his ACL. Yeah, wow. Justin, yeah, but he tore his ACL in practice. So, I mean, that's different. Sadly, I mean, oh, Ra- yeah, that's the Ravens just, just are a joke. They're not a joke. They're just very unlucky. I know, but I mean, I got my boy Gus Edwards in fantasy, so I hope he does show out. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I hope he does too. Not against me though. Hopefully, he doesn't show up against me because you know I'm playing you this week in fantasy. So hopefully, he doesn't show out against me. Well, I've been yeah. playing the Raiders, so yeah, for sure. I think it's gonna be a it's gonna be a bloodbath with the run game because uh, I don't think the Raiders' run defense is that great. So, yeah. yeah. Who else got I mean, hurt this week? Did anyone else get hurt? Um. Oh, uh, Cam. Wait, did we talk about Cam Akers? I think we did talk about Cam Akers. He's been hurt for a minute. We talked about Etienne. Travis Etienne is out. Yeah. I, uh, I, let's see what we got. I want to just pull up a few more injuries because I said injuries. I just don't want to talk about J.K. Dobbins the whole time because it just doesn't make doesn't make any sense. So I'm looking at this, just looking at who's out, who's not out. I'm looking at the I'm, – I'm on it right now, the injuries. It's like – oh, Malcolm Butler is on the reserve slash retired list, sadly, because of what happened. You know, he's contemplating playing. I think he's dealing with a lot of uh, – you know, there's a lot of issues going on. I think he's just – I think he's just dealing with a lot. AJ McCarron is out with a torn ECL. He is on IR as well. Rashad Bateman went to the IR, so that's tough. He underwent groin surgery. A lot of Ravens players have been getting hurt. I just want to see, like, if any, like, bigger names got got hurt. I don't think so. I think I think that's really it. I mean, with, like, big names, we talk about big names. I think that's, like, the only one with, uh, with J.K. Dobbins. Because that's, like, a big one. And Justice Hill. But, like, J.K. Dobbins is more of a bigger injury, in my opinion. So there's that. But hopefully, like, less injuries happen because, you know, we, we don't want to see anyone get hurt. Yes, sir. Injuries yeah. suck. Injuries are the worst. Part of the game, but they're the worst. Next up, we got to talk about the Sean Watson. He's going to be an active week one. He made the 53-man roster, but he is going to be an active. Mo, how long do you think Deshaun Watson will be inactive? Because I think it's going to take a while. I mean, I don't know, dude. I mean, I hope he gets traded. I mean, why am to like the trade rumors and stuff? It's been quiet about it. It's been quiet. Kind of not, nothing really much has been going on. I mean, I know that the Eagles and the Dolphins are in talks, but I think they wanted protection from their draft picks, and I don't think the Texans wanted that. So they said no, basically. And I don't know. I mean, Deshaun Watson's pretty much going to be inactive for some time. I just don't know when he's going to get traded, and I don't know where he would get traded at this point because it's kind of a question mark. So, yeah. I, so it's what, what do you think happens with Deshaun Watson here? Like, obviously, we don't know how long this is going to take, but do you think he gets traded, or do you think he's just not going to play at all this year? Dude, 
I honestly couldn't tell you. Yeah. Anything could happen. Anything can happen. Right now, I'm on the I'm on the brink of saying that Deshaun Watson will not play this year. Like that's where I stand on it. Like at all. Like he's not playing at all. I mean, I it depends think, on how like the civil case goes. Yeah, and it has to be fast too, because these things take a while. So and I mean the FBI is involved, so maybe that'll speed things up. Yeah. The NFL hasn't really jumped in on it or anything right now. I mean, they're evaluating the situation, but they haven't done anything just yet. So I don't know. I really don't want to I like I without the NFL without Deshaun Watson, I don't know. Like, I mean, there's so many great quarterbacks, but I don't know. He's just an interesting player to watch, you know. I know. So, I mean, we'll see what happens with Deshaun Watson. He is an active. Tyrod Taylor will take over week one. I mean, for the he's kind of like, he's kind of like, like drugs. Like the more you watch him or like the more you see him play, the more you want to watch him play. Yeah. He's just such an entertaining player. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll have to wait and see him yeah, on a trash team. He made it all work. He, he makes it work. He carries the team. But yeah, I'm going to, we're going to have to wait and see what happens with Deshaun Watson. Hopefully though, things start to work out for him. So we'll have to wait and see. Next up, breaking news today, Le'Veon Bell is back in the AFC North, this time with the Baltimore Ravens. The Baltimore Ravens have been dealing with a lot of running back injuries and woes, and now he is back in the AFC North with the Ravens. Mo, want to get your thoughts on this. Uh, do you think Le'Veon Bell will play a lot, or do you think he's just uh, he's not going to play as much? Well, first off, he's washed as hell, and he's like, I hate I don't like Le'Veon Bell. He's a diva. But, I mean, the Ravens have, like, no running back, so I could see him getting some, like, play, playing time. But, like, I don't know. He's not, as, he's not like, 2015 Le'Veon Bell, which sucks because, like, he was fun to watch back then. He was very fun to watch back then. And I think with him now, I mean, he'll have a better offensive line here, and he'll have a better chance of playing because of all the injuries at running back. But I really do think Gus Edwards is RB1 going forward. I think he deserves it. I think Tyson Williams is also a very good back. Like, he's been putting in good work in training camp. But Le'Veon Bell and the Ravens, I don't really hate it because we really do need the depth. Like, we really don't have a lot of depth at running back. We're dealing with a lot of injuries right now, a receiver as well. And, I mean, maybe Le'Veon Bell can rekindle that magic he had six years ago, but, I mean, I don't really think it's likely. I, I As long as he can contribute in some way where, you know, he can help us win games, that's all I that's all I care about. Yeah, I agree. But, like, I want to point something out. Yeah. Isn't it crazy how, like, a Antonio Brown is, like, in a way better situation right now than Le'Veon Bell? Yeah, even though Antonio Brown got into, like, legal trouble, but, like, Le'Veon Bell hasn't really gotten Dude. into any. A B, like he bounced back. Yeah, he did. He did. And I heard, I heard uh from Bruce Arians. Apparently, he's saying in practice that Antonio Brown is playing like he's been practicing like he's uh from the Pittsburgh Steelers four or five years ago. So I mean that's that's kind of scary when you hear about that. Because this is A B top three wide receiver, you know. I mean, I have a hot take right now. Steelers A B was the best receiver of this decade or last decade. Okay. I'm actually okay with that take. Dude, even even like, better oh than Megatron? God. Even better than Megatron? Dude, I don't know. Because, like, AB was just on a, like, in a, a whole other level in the league. He was. Like, he went off. Like, I had him in fantasy, too. Yeah, I know you did. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's crazy good, man. He's crazy good. Oh, we'll no. see if he can rekindle that. I mean, he could, but there's just too many mouths to feed in Tampa Bay. You know, there's so many good wide receivers and weapons. Like, it's so hard to – for anyone to get like those targets. 
So, yeah, I mean, exactly. But, I mean, that's that's what happens when you have like like three like top twenty receivers. You could say the same thing with the Cowboys. I mean, they have so many mouths to feed there too, with Amari, CD Lamb, and Gallup. They have like no defense. Yeah. So, I mean, but anyways, Le'Veon Bell, I mean, let's see if he can actually take advantage of this chance because I think this might be his last chance, I'm being honest with you. You really thought it was ugly in Kansas City? If it gets ugly here, then I think it's game over. Dude, he's just so dramatic. Yeah, he, I think it takes things way out of context. Oh, he's so. like Michael Thomas, annoying. And Michael Thomas is not going to play. That's also another part of the news that we didn't say. Michael Thomas with the injuries part, they mentioned that before. He's going to be out for six weeks, and he won't be playing for the first month of the season. So the Saints kind of have a lot of question marks at wide receiver at this point. Unless Marquise Callaway can come off. I I hope Marquise Callaway does good. Obviously. Yeah, I know you do. Yeah. So I I have so many, like, gems. It's insane. It's me too. So, but yeah, we'll have to wait and see. I'm excited for a matchup, by the way. I mean, I'm just, I'm just, I'm ready. Yeah, dude, I'm gonna destroy you. Nah, you're going down. You're gonna hate me next week. I mean, I mean Tom Brady's gonna start off with 40 points, right? Uh, uh-huh. uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, we'll have to see about that. Devontae Adams yeah, is gonna yeah, go I, off for 50, so I don't want to hear it. Well, I mean, it is Devontae Adams. He is the best receiver in the league. So. Yeah. But uh, anyways, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for that. But yeah, Michael Thomas also out with the injury. So Marquise Callaway could be the uh, wide receiver one there, but we'll have to wait and see because Jameis Winston, we just have to see how he plays. So hopefully he can actually like pick it up in New Orleans. Uh, next up, we got to talk about TJ Watt. So contract talks between the Steelers and him are getting ugly because of some guarantees and his status for week one is unknown. Mo. When I ask you, this is going to be a big loss for the Steelers if they don't have TJ Watt week one against the Bills. Oh, yeah, 100%. He's, like, their best player. And he's, like, the best linebacker in the league. So, or pass rusher in the league. Yeah. Uh, I mean, how is he getting ugly? Like, what even happened? I think it's just something about guarantees. I think that's what it's about. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read you what it says, okay? I'll, I'll read you what it says. One sec. So... Apparently, I mean, yeah, so we recently pointed out the steel, that uh, Pittsburgh has two infor- informal contract rules that could complicate the negotiation with linebacker T.J. Watt. Apparently, they could crater them. Uh, they don't. The Steelers are not offering him a full guarantee beyond the first year. They're not doing wow. that for him. Wow. Dang, Steelers are cheapskates. Yeah, I mean, if they that think they can... Up, bro, that's their best player, like, on the entire team. Yeah. They're they're struggling to get things done, apparently. It's not done yet. And he's not... He hasn't fallen practice fully with the team. So there's that as well. And and the thing that's really bad is that it's, this is going into the season. So Dang. he could not he could not be there. You know what I mean? So he could be leaving? Nah, he could sit out. He's still on contract. He just wants an extension. He's on contract, but he wants an extension, basically. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see. Will they have him? I, I think they'll get it done. I think they'll get it done before week one, even though it's only, like, five days away. So, yeah. But he deserves to get paid. He deserves the guaranteed money. He really does. Like, And he's worth it. Like, he's worth putting your money into, investing in, you know? 
I know. Like, what are the Steelers doing? I don't know. But if the Steelers mess up, then that makes me happy too. So it's all I mean, good. The, I mean, it just shows how the AFC North is just weak. And NFC North is better. NFC North is not better. You have the Lions. That doesn't make you any better. Okay, you have the Bengals. Okay, well, the Bengals are better than the Lions. I mean, not by a fair, like, not by, like, a long shot. Still better. <laughs> okay, first <laughs> off, you, okay, the Ravens lost to the Steelers twice. Uh-huh. Yeah, and the, and we, we, like, only lost one divisional game, or, yeah, one divisional game. Okay, well, you lost in back-to-back NFC championship games. Yeah, 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 and you had a running back who was a woman beater, so. What are you talking about? Ray Rice, idiot. Oh, Ray Rice, okay, that was so long ago. Why do you have to okay, have it so, and also, like, you had a linebacker who killed someone. Like, Ravens have so many criminals. Dang. He was acquitted, okay? Like, can't really... I don't know, man. Ray Lewis. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's very difficult to say. But yeah, TJ Watt is not, he's unknown. We'll see. I think he'll play. But I mean, I would be frustrated if I were him too, because this has taken a while. Like, the season's about to start. This should have been done like two months ago. For real. Yeah. Uh, Next up, we got another, uh, we got a contract extension here. Uh, the Ravens are extending Mark Andrews for a four-year, $56 million contract. I think it's well-deserved for him as he is a top-five tight end in the league. Mo, I just want to get your thoughts on that. I mean, if Mark Andrews is making this much money, how, get, like, I can't wait to see how much Darren Waller is going to make. Yeah, I know. Darren Waller is going to get paid, and he deserves it because this is the last year of his contract, and he deserves to get paid. And, and the Raiders got a cheap deal on him. Dude, that man's going to be like, oh, my God. Darren Waller is so good. Darren Waller is a top-three tight end in the league, man. Yeah, for real. Honestly. But, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much really what we have to say. I mean, it's Mark Andrews. He's a top three tight end. I mean, and he, I mean that's, top like, five really tight important. End. Yeah, that's, like, really important because, like, Lamar likes throwing it to him. Yeah. He's also a very good, reliable tight end, too. So, I mean. I mean, I think what holds him back is the play calling. Yeah, me too. I agree with you on that. I mean, hopefully the play calling is better this year. Will, will it be? I don't know. I'll have to wait and see. But, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much all the NFL news we have. And now we're going to get into our week one predictions. Obviously, we've done schedule predictions, but now with full fans and everything is is back. NFL being back this week, this Thursday night, it's, you know, it's go time. So, yeah, let's start off week one, Thursday night football. We got the Dallas Cowboys traveling to Tampa Bay to take on the defending Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa is a eight-point favorite. Mo, who do you got in this game? Uh, I got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, winning this one, you know, defending champions. Uh, I think the Dallas will keep it close, though. But, I mean, I just, their defense is just not good at all. No, their defense still needs a lot of work. Obviously, they drafted Michael Parsons out of Penn State, and he has been really good this preseason. But I still think Dallas has a lot of holes on defense. And I think Tampa Bay, they're going to be firing, uh, you know, they're going to be coming out hot. I think it's going to be an offensive scoring game. It's going to be high scoring with everyone going off and I got the bucks. I got the bucks winning this. I just think that they're way too talented to lose this game is opening night and they're going to have full fans. So it's going to be a welcome sight to see uh, next up. Our first one o'clock game is uh, we got the Eagles traveling to Atlanta to play the Falcons. The Falcons are three point favorites going into this game. Mo, who do you got the Eagles or the Falcons? I think it's going to be a good game. Honestly. Uh, yeah. I think it will be a good High scoring game because yeah. both defenses are kind of bad. Um, I think I, I think the the Falcons are going to edge this one out though. 
Yeah, I mean, it's over under 48. I think it's going to go over 48, but I got the Falcons winning this as well. I actually picked them to win. It's uh, their home opener. Jalen Hurts will have a better offensive line. Everyone's coming back healthy. And now Devonta Smith, now it depends on the play of Devonta Smith. It depends on the play of Jalen Rager. Also, I'm excited to see Kyle Pitts. Yeah, me too. I'm excited to see what the Falcons are going to do with him. Calvin Ridley is now the wide receiver one going forward in Atlanta. I think Matt Ryan, he really needs to step up here because I don't know how many, how long he has left there. The clock is ticking in Atlanta, but I think that the Falcons are going to come out hot and they're going to win this game. Next up, another one o'clock game. We got the Steelers traveling to Buffalo to take on the Bills. The Bills are a six Ooh. and a half point favorite. Mo, who do you got? Dang, this is going to be a good game. I got the Bills. Like, I think their offense is just, they have a top three offense in the league. You know, Josh Allen. Uh, he just got that money, so you know mm-hmm. he's gonna ball out. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, I mean, uh, I'm questioned about that run game. They need to fix that run game. But I mean, Stephon Diggs, their receiving core is really good. Uh, their secondary, defense, their secondary yeah. is very good. Travis White is amazing. White. Yeah, I, I'm and, excited to see the Bills uh, this season. Me too. I'm actually very excited for them. I really want to see them take the next step. They got very close last year. Let's see if they can take it one step closer and, and possibly make it to a Super Bowl. I also got the, the Bills. I really think the Steelers, they got a lot of problems going on. Big Ben's kind of getting up there in age. The offensive line is kind of deteriorating. They got Najee Harris, who I think is going to be a stud. Uh, I yeah. also, the defense, TJ Watt might not play, which is kind of a big question mark for them because the pass rush might not get to them. Obviously, Minka Fitzpatrick is still there, so he's definitely going to ball out. But I think the Bills, they're a hot, young team. They're hungry. They're mad about what happened in the playoffs last season, and they want they want to prove to the league why they're one of the best. So I got the Bills in this game, and, and, and it's also, a six and a half and game. Another yeah. another thing, uh, Steelers like wide receivers, they're like really inconsistent. Yeah, Claypool, Juju, Deontay Johnson, James Washington, they're all inconsistent. Yeah, but I think the Bills. I think they're they're red hot. I really do think if the Bills can trade for a good tight end like Zach Ertz, I think everything will be better for them. But, I mean, I think their offense is still going to be firing on all cylinders. Next up, we got the Vikings traveling to Cincinnati to take on the Bengals. The Minnesota Vikings are a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Mo, who do you got? Dude, Dalvin Cook is going to eat this game. Oh, my God. I got the Vikings. Dude, oh, my God. Dalvin Cook is going to destroy that Bengals uh, defense. I also have the Vikings. Kirk Cousins, obviously, you know, he's kind of, I think he's kind of like, he's not bad. I think he's going to get the job done, obviously, with Thielen and Justin Jefferson, who I think Justin Jefferson, I think he's going to eat. Honestly, I think he's going to do really good. Dalvin Cook, obviously, he's Dalvin Cook, so he's going to go off. I have question marks about Joe Burrow. I think he's still playing scared. I have question marks about Jamar Chase. He did not do good this preseason, so I'm kind of worried about him. The offensive line is still really bad. They lost Carl Lawson to free agency. They lost William Jackson to free agency. And I think the Bengals are still – they still got a lot of work to do. So give me the Vikings in this game. They're a three-point favorite. I think this will be a decent game until the end when the Vikings kind of try to pull away at the end. So definitely got the Vikings in this opener. I agree. Next up, we got the Niners traveling to Detroit to play the Lions. The Niners are a seven and a half point favorite. Mo, who do you got in this game? I have the Niners easily. I mean, it's the Lions. They're trash. Uh, They got Jared Goff, who I think is going to do bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, they do have DeAndre Swift. They do have, like, a good O-line. DJ but, Hawkinson's oh, there as well. Don't forget about him. Yeah, but like, they probably have, like, the worst wide receiver core in the league. So, 
I mean, yeah, give me the Niners. I'm also going to go also, with the Niners. Niners, they yeah, have yeah. a lot of players coming back, too. Yeah, from injury, definitely. I, I have the Niners as well. I think that a talented Niners team is definitely a Super Bowl contender. You know, Jimmy Garoppolo is coming back. He has to hold off his job from Trey Lance. Uh, obviously, uh, Raheem Mostert's back, but they got Trey Sermon there. The offensive line is still very good. Kyle Shanahan is still one of the best play callers in the game. Their defense has come back healthy. Fred Warner is a dog. And, I mean, the lines, they're young. Their offensive line should be decent. But I like Dan Campbell. I think this is going to be rebuilding. I mean, it's obviously rebuilding for the Lions every year, but I really like Dan Campbell. I like the injury he brings to practice. But I think this Lions team is still very bad, and that is why I'm going to go with the Niners. Plus, the Niners, they really want to make up for last year with all those injuries. So give me the Niners. They're a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. I think I would take that line as well. Next up, we got the Cardinals traveling to Tennessee to play the Titans. The Titans are a three-point favorite in this game. Mo, who do you got? I got the Titans. Okay. You know, like the Titans, obviously they made that huge blockbuster move. They acquired Julio Jones. They made their offense even better. Uh, You know, they got Derrick Henry. Uh, Like, you know, their offense is stacked. But, um, like, their defense, I have questions about. I don't know how their defense is going to perform. They did lose some people in the Mm offseason. So, like, we're going to have to see. We're going to have to see that. Yeah, I I agree with you on that. I got the Titans as well. Now, obviously, the Cardinals made some moves. They got J.J. Watt from free agency, which I think was a great move for them. Now, the the offense, they got a little bit better. They drafted Rondell Moore. They improved the defense. They drafted a linebacker in the first round as well. They have Kyler Murray coming back, who I think is going to have a a fantastic season. Chase Edmonds is now the running back one there with James Conner. And... Larry Fitz is questionable to come back, but we'll have to wait and see. But overall, I mean, I think this game is going to be a very high-scoring game considering the Titans first off. I mean, acquiring Julio Jones is big. I mean, if you acquire a top three wide receiver, I mean, it makes you instant contenders anyway. I have question marks about their defense. Obviously, Rashawn Evans is still there, who was amazing. But I'm still on the – I still have question marks. I really think their defense might be holding them back. But I think that the I think that the Titans offense is great. Ryan Tannehill is a very underrated quarterback. He had 30 touchdowns last year. He is he's very capable. Derrick Henry's coming back, trying to get another 2K season out of it, uh, 2K season this year. And yeah, I mean, it just explains. I mean, the Titans have a lot of pressure on them because they acquired Julio Jones. So it's like now or never at this point. And I think it's gonna be a good high scoring game. Uh, give me the Titans, and it's their three point favorite. So I will take that line as well. That's going to be a very good game. It will be a very good game. Next up is uh, the Seahawks are traveling to Indianapolis to take on the Colts. The Seahawks are a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Mo, who do you got? I got the Seahawks. Okay. You know, I mean, the Colts, they, they've they had, like, they had their, uh, you know, question, uh, questionable, uh, you know, injuries. Yeah. Like, wh- whatever happened. I don't even know what happened. Like, Carson Wentz got hurt, mm-hmm. and then Quinn Nelson got hurt. And then mm-hmm. apparently Parson wants to make like a, a speedy recovery. So, I mean, but I don't know, dude. I'm not like 100% sure on that. But, I mean, the Seahawks, they did make improvements on that O-line, which is huge, uh, considering Russell Wilson's frustration uh, a few months back. So, I mean, yeah, there's defense still needs some improving, but they did resign Jamal Adams. They still have Bobby Wagner. So, I mean, yeah. 
Okay. Uh, I'm going to also, this is a game I was kind of torn on. At first, I did have a Colt winning this game, but I really don't know about Carson Wentz. You know what I mean? I really don't know. I think this is going to be a, a really good game, but I'm going to go with the Seahawks on this one. Obviously, the Colts have a better defense than they do, but I think that Russ, the offensive line improved, Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, Chris Carson. They just got, they got Gerald uh, Everett from the Rams, who I think is going to help Russ a lot. And their defense is slightly improved, but it's still not the best. But I think the Seahawks will take this one. I really do trust Russell Wilson in this situation. I think now he ha- he'll have the protection he needs. Hopefully he does because he deserves it. And uh, concerning a few months back, now the Colts, Carson Wentz, obviously. I'm worried about him because of injuries. Quentin Nelson, also injuries. T.Y. Hilton is on IR. He is out. Michael Pittman is now the wide receiver one in, in Indianapolis. Uh, obviously Jonathan Taylor's back, you know, he's trying to, um, he's trying to improve on his one year campaign, trying to keep it going. Do I think he's going to do well? I think he will, but it just depends on the offensive line because losing Quentin Nelson is pretty big. Their defense is obviously really good, but I really think the Seahawks are hungry. They made all these moves and they really don't want them to all go to waste. I'm going to go with the Seahawks on this one in a very tight game. I think this is going to go down to the wire. Yeah, I mean, it depends on how Carson Wentz plays. If Carson Wentz plays really good, this game will be really good. If he does not play great, then this is obviously going to be a dud of a game. So but I'm going to go off the point that Carson Wentz will play. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's what I got. Next up, we got the Chargers traveling to Washington to play the Washington football team. The Chargers are a one-point favorite going into this game. Mo, who do you got? Wow, what a game. I got the Chargers. You know, uh, the boy Justin Herbert. You mm-hmm. know, he he balled out last year. You know, they they uh, Chargers. They like uh, had a great draft. They picked up some O line. Uh, they improved their defense. They have a new coach, so you know, like they have a very high ceiling. So, I mean, I got the Chargers, but this is gonna be like a very good matchup: the Chargers' offense versus Washington def- defense. I agree with you on that. Uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I got the Chargers. I'm high on Justin Herbert as well. I, I Austin Eckler is coming back from injury. Obviously, you still have Keenan Allen. You got Mike Williams. They got a new head coach who I think is going to take them far. They're going to win the games that they need to win. Derwin James is coming back from injury. Obviously, Washington, they have one of the best D-lines in the league. Probably the best D-line in the league. And they also have, they got Ryan Fitzpatrick. They got Curtis Samuel. Antonio Gibson's coming back for another round. And I mean, this Washington team, they do have potential to win the NFC East, considering how weak the division is. But I really am high on the Chargers. I really, they have so much talent everywhere. Uh, I think uh, Joey Bosa is going to have a great year. And it's going to be a good game. It's going to be a very good game. It's going to be a close game. And I got the Chargers taking this one. And it's going to be tight. Like Chargers by one. Yeah, I can see this coming down to a field goal, and they like just kick the game-winning field goal, in my opinion. And plus, Justin Herbert, he's just very good. I think yeah, he's gonna find right. holes. He's gonna find holes in that Washington defense. If they if the line gives them time, then it's 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 over. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, Justin Herbert is a beast. He is. Next up, we got the Jets traveling to Carolina to play the Panthers. Mo, who do you got in this one? The Panthers. Dang, he sent off playing his old team. Yeah, also uh, Carolina is a five and a half point favorite going into this game. 
Uh, yeah, so Sam Darnold and Robbie Anderson playing their, their old team. You know, I got I got the Panthers. You know, I feel like Sam Darnold, he wants that. Uh, you know, he wants to prove uh, why he, uh, the Jets uh, trading him was a mistake, you know. Uh, I think the Panthers, they could be a very uh, – they could either be really good or, like, a really, like, mad team. So, I mean, and it all depends on if Sam Darnold plays good. I mean, their defense is very underrated, you know. They got yeah. Jeremy Chin, Derek Brown, mm-hmm. you know, like all these good players. So, I mean, and their def- their, their offense is also very good. They got like DJ Moore. They have Christian McCaffrey, Christian McCaffrey, uh, yeah. Robbie Anderson. I mean, their offense is stacked. They just need the right quarterback that's going to take them all the way. I got the Panthers as well. I like to see when former players play their former teams, obviously they do pretty good. And I think Robbie Anderson and Sam Darnold will do pretty good. And I mean, the Panthers, they're a young and upcoming team. Their defense is young, but they're hungry. Their offense, young and hungry. DJ Moore, I mean, he's he's amazing. Christian McCaffrey, he stays healthy. Like, you know, he can take the Panthers a new height. Now, Christian McCaffrey did carry the team before in 2019 where he, he didn't have great quarterback play and he did great. So if he can, reca- if he can bring that season back, uh, less injuries on him, what I think, which I think he'll he won't get injured as much, considering that they got Chuba Hubbard, who I think is going to help out a little bit. And yeah, I mean the Jets—they're still very young. Zach Wilson is unproven rookie, hasn't proven anything yet. I like Michael Carter. They're just a very very young team who needs time. Like I don't think they're going to be a great team overnight. The Jets probably need another two to three years. If Zach Wilson does develop into a nice quarterback, the Jets do have a bright future. But I'm going to go with Carolina on this one. I really think Sam Darnold has a lot to prove and they're a young and hungry team. And I think they might play a little bit of spoiler in the NFC. So give me the Panthers and they're a five and a half point favorite. I'll take the jets to cover that. Yeah. And I think uh, I'm excited to see what Zach Wilson has to offer this season. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I agree with you. Uh, next up, we got the Jacksonville Jaguars traveling to Houston to take on the Texans. The Jaguars are a two and a half point favorite. Obviously, like probably the two worst teams in the NFL. Yeah, this so, so this game is going to be one of the games where it's just a snooze fest. But hey, it could be close. You never know. Mo, who do you got in this game? The Jaguars or the Texans? I think I, I think I have the Jaguars, but I mean it could go either way, honestly. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, I want my boy, you know, James Robinson, a guy in fantasy. He's going to eat against the Texans, and uh, he's going to give me at least 30 or 40 points. So, you know, <laughs> that's the plan. He is going to, like, destroy uh, your team. So, uh-huh. you know, yeah. 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 So, like, uh, yeah. So, I mean, Trevor Lawrence, we saw what he did in the preseason. Uh, he had a very solid preseason. Um, that Jags O-line, though, is very bad, and their defense is pretty bad as well. Mm-hmm. And I, I think Urban Meyer isn't, like, an NFL coach. So, I mean, yeah. Okay. Uh, I also have the Jaguars winning this game. We have similar picks, basically, here. I think with Jacksonville, they're first off, they're young. Uh, James Robinson is going to carry this team. I mean, also, like, I mean, the Jaguars really have good receivers as well. LaVisca Chanel, DJ Chark, very good wide receivers. I think it just depends on the play of T-Law. Now, he, he, when he has time, he performs. He literally, in preseason games, did not have the time of day. The Jacksonville Jaguars' defense is still very bad, like you said. But also, like the Texans, look at their situation they're in. First off, the top three quarterback in Deshaun Watson is not playing, dealing with allegations. Now, if Deshaun Watson was playing, they're going to win. 
no matter how crap his team is, they're going to win. But Tyrod Taylor is going to take over week one. The running back situation is very weird. They have like three old running backs who I don't think are going to make any difference. The offensive line is still terrible from when Deshaun Watson was there. Uh, the receivers, they literally have no one. They have Brandon Cooks and they have Anthony Miller, who I don't think will do that much this year. Their defense, they lost J.J. Watt. They cut him loose. And now this is pretty much for the Texans a full rebuild so they're going to be pretty bad this year. They're probably going to tank for the first overall pick. So give me the Jags, but this game could go either way, like you said. And I think the Jags will cut. I think it'll be a cover. This game will cover two and a half points. I think it'll cover. I could take Jacksonville by two and a half, honestly. But yeah, yeah. I mean, this game's going to be the worst game on TV. Next up, uh, we got our 425 kickoffs now. We got the Browns traveling to Kansas City to take on the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs are a six-point favorite. Mo, who do you got in this game? The Chiefs wow, or the Browns? Uh, this is a rematch of the wild card. Um, Isn't it? Is it the wild card or divisional? Divisional round. This is yeah, AFC divisional, divisional. Divisional. Yeah, yeah, divisional. Divisional. Yeah. Um, I think I have the Chiefs, but okay. I, I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, if the Browns pull it off. You know, the Chiefs, uh, we obviously know how good the Chiefs are. Like, you know, Patrick Mahomes, mm-hmm. my boy Tyreek Hill is going to put up 30 in fantasy. So, you know, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, I mean, we already know about the Chiefs. But like the Brown, I mean, and also the Chiefs, they literally like somehow made their team even better. They they got Orlando Brown, and they got Joe Thune. Mm-hmm. You know, just got really good uh, linemen. So you know they're gonna. I mean, they have to protect Mahomes after what happened in the Super Bowl. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. I really also do the Browns. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, everyone knows the Browns. They've been a joke. Yes, like until until years. last year, until last year, until last year, and you know they have a good team. You know they got Nick Chubb, uh, Baker Mayfield, you know uh, o- o- Odell's coming back. Um, they made some improvements on defense, so you know, yeah. Okay. It's very good. It's gonna be a very very good game. I'm gonna enjoy this game as well. I mean, I'm looking at uh, pick is gonna pick him. Ninety percent are picking the Chiefs. I think this game could go either way, but I'm gonna go with the Chiefs. Obviously, like you said before, they improved their team. Uh, Clyde edwards elaire should be should have a better year, considering that they made improvements on the offensive line. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is obviously Patrick Mahomes, best quarterback in the league. So you know, no one has to worry. The Chiefs are gonna be in good hands for a while. Uh, Tyreek Hill is amazing. Now they don't have a wide receiver too. They can rely on like Michael Hardman. I really don't know about their like wide receiver too. Travis Kelsey is still there. Still one of the best tight ends in the game. Uh, their defense still, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's the same. I think their D line is still really good, but I don't know. It's still the same. Uh, but overall men's the chiefs. You really like when you have Mahomes, like you really got no worries. Now the Browns, the Browns have made a lot of improvements, really shocked everyone last year. Kevin Stefanski's one-two punch with Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb was amazing to watch. Like the way that they split carries and they were able to win games, like it it was great. Baker Mayfield had a a great comeback season considering how bad his 2019 was. And yeah, I mean, also Odell's coming back, like you said, Jarvis Landry is still there, who I think that they need to get the ball to a little bit more. They made a lot of improvements on defense with signing John Johnson. They got a couple of Rams defensive backs, which I mean, they're really good. So I would get one too. And also Miles Garrett's still there. And they got Jadavion Clowney. So there's yeah. that as well. So, I mean, the Browns are uh, in for a prime year. They're also a very young, hungry team. If Baker Mayfield can just play consistently, then the Browns would be in good hands. 
but I really got the Chiefs on this one. I don't think it's gonna they're gonna be six point. I, I know the line is six, but I really don't think it's gonna be a six point game at the end of it. I think the Browns are gonna cover this. So give me the Chiefs, but very good game. I am excited. Next up, our next 425 game. We got the Dolphins traveling to Foxborough to play the New England Patriots. We got the Bama quarterbacks playing against each other. Tua Tagovailoa versus rookie Mac Jones. Mo, who do you got in this one? This is gonna be a very low scoring game, I feel, you know. Uh, the Patriots, uh, you know, uh, their defense, you know, most of them opted out last year due to COVID, but now they're coming back. So, you know, they're going to be better than like better than last year. So, you know, they're going to improve on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we, we have to see what Mac Joe, like, obviously, uh, he's now the QB one. So we're going to have to see how he does uh, under Bill Belichick. So, I mean, you know, um, the Dolphins, mm-hmm. like, you know, Tua, it's his year two. A lot of people believe in him and a lot of people don't. Uh, you know, I, I'm honestly 50-50 on how he's going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, like, the Dolphins defense, you know, it's the Dolphins defense. You know, last year they, they like, had, like, the most turnovers. Uh, so, you know, yeah, yeah. it's going to be a very defensive game, I feel like. Yeah, I think it's also going to be a very defensive game. And you said you got who? The Patriots or the Dolphins? Uh, I think I got I think I got the Dolphins. I think okay. the Dolphins are gonna win. Okay, I also have the Dolphins in this game. Uh, let's talk about the Patriots first. Obviously, first off, they released Cam, so Mac Jones is a starter. And I'll be honest with you, I think Mac Jones starting will be good for them. I think Mac Jones will do a decent job in New England. I think he's gonna do just fine. Uh, they made improvements on offense. They got John U. Smith and Hunter Henry, so very good signings for him to dump off the. Uh, the ball too, when he's in desperate times, uh, they got Damian Harris, who I think is going to break out this year. He's going to be very good. They traded Sony Michelle to the Rams. So it's only him. So Damian Harris will be there. Obviously their defense, like you said, they opted out because of COVID, but they're coming back. Stevon Gilmore is still a top three, top three corner in the league. So don't forget about that. And yeah, I mean, their defense will be better. Dante Hightower is also coming back. And obviously the Patriots, it builds Belichick, man. At the end of the day, it's Bill Belichick. Like, you really can't doubt him. He has a plan. He knows what he's doing. The Dolphins. Tua Tagovailoa did not do great last year. He did not. He was not able to finish games. But I think Tua's going to bounce back. I really am. I really think he has to take the next step. I think he was just playing very scared last year, which I think that's what Joe Burrow is going to do. He's just going to play very scared all year. Uh, Miles Gaskin is there. He is a great running back, very underrated running back. They got Mike Gesicki at tight end. They got Devontae Parker at wide receiver, Jalen Waddle. They drafted Jalen Waddle. And they also have Will Fuller, who is serving a six-game suspension, but will be back, who I think will help him out a lot. Uh, the defense, obviously, Xavier Howard was complaining over the offseason, but he got his wish, and he will continue playing for the Dolphins. And, I mean, it's going to be a really good game. I mean, these, these teams are division rivals. It's going to be very close. But give me the Dolphins on this one. I'm going to go ahead and take them because I think they're a little bit more talented than the Patriots. But uh, yeah, this should be a really good game. I think I'm going to take the Dolphins here and I'll take, and next time they play out, I'll just take the Patriots next game. I think they're going to split the series anyway. So yeah, I got the Dolphins. Next up, we got the Packers playing the Saints in Jacksonville, obviously, because uh, New Orleans was hit by Hurricane Ida. So hopefully everyone is safe out there. And well, why don't this, we just find Green Bay? Because it's their home game. It's not your home game. Well, it's 
that's stupid. Well, anyway, well, oh, yeah, I forgot to say Patriots by three. I'll take that line any day of the week. I think the Dolphins will win by three, but yeah, I think I'll take the Dolphins to cover. But anyways, Mo, like they have to make it more sense for them to play closer to New Orleans than to Green Bay because it would be very unfair. And this is their home game. It would be very disrespectful for, for you guys to take the home game. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So, okay, so we got the Packers playing the Saints. The Packers are four-point favorites. Mo, who do you got? Well, I got the Green Bay Packers, uh, you know, the, the like my my team, you know, go to team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the go Aaron Rodgers, you know, coming uh-huh. back. Uh-huh. Uh, Aaron Jones, you know, Devontae Adams, the best receiver in the league. Uh-huh. Uh, Randall Cobb coming back. You know, the O-line amazing, like always. Uh, the defense, you know, Jair, my boy Jair Alexander, like uh, top three corner in the league. Um, you know, and, you know, the uh, Zedaria Smith. Just assault like beasts. So, I mean, uh, I'm interested to see how the Saints do, but you know, I think I think the Packers are going to win this one. Okay, I also have the Packers in this one. They're four point favorites. Obviously, with the whole drama with Aaron Rodgers' off season, they were able to work something out, and Aaron Rodgers is now back under center for the Green Bay Packers in 2021. Will he exceed in 20? Will he come back in 2022? We'll just have to wait and see. But Obviously, like you said, the Packers have an overpowered offense. They have a top three offense. They got Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon. They got Devontae Adams. They got Randall Cobb back. I mean, and they got Robert Tony in that tight end, who is a very underrated tight end, in my opinion. Also, I mean, they don't have David Bakhtiari week one, but I think they'll be fine. I think they're going to manage. And their defense is still decent. I mean, they got Z-Dog, who I think is very underrated. No one really gives him the credit that he deserves. So, I mean, that's Zedaria Smith, if anyone doesn't know who that, like, doesn't know who Z-Dog is. Their linebackers are a little bit suspect. I'm really, I'm not high on their uh, linebackers. Uh, Drafting Tyson Williams from Georgia, right? That's who you guys drafted, Tyson Williams. Is that his name, right? Uh, I think think that's his name. Yeah, the corner out of Georgia. Uh, obviously no eric eric stokes eric stokes my bad eric stokes i think he'll be an upgrade to kevin king who i mean obviously kevin king did not play up the par in the yeah NFC that guy's a scrub and i mean obviously i mean but besides that i mean everyone else in the secondary is good i mean darnell savage adrian amos who is very underrated anywhere he goes he just does well i mean he just fits the scheme and obviously the Packers got a new dc they don't have mike patina anymore so that's also an improvement now the saints obviously first off drew Brees retired and Michael Thomas is injured, so he they are not playing. But they still have Alvin Kamara, and they, they have Marquise Callaway, who could be who could be a breakout star. Their offensive line is still very good. They haven't lost anyone there. Their defense is still decent. I mean, I like Demario Davis a lot. He is a very underrated talent. Cam Jordan, uh, secondary should be fine. I mean, their team is still very good. They just don't have Drew Brees and Michael Thomas. But I don't think losing Michael Thomas is like too big for them considering he didn't really do much last year but i mean alvin kamara is still there if Jameis winston can play decent i think the saints could have a good shot at potentially making the playoffs just because they're still very talented everywhere but i really think the packers do have a, a chip on their shoulder they have a lot to prove it's, it could be aaron Rodgers last year so management wants to make sure they get him a super bowl i'm going to go ahead with the packers in this one very close game though packers by four i'll take that line any day of the week Next up. And also, you talk yeah, about yeah. linebackers and the Packers. Well, I mean, if they get DJ, TJ Watt, that would be insane. With what cap? Who cares? A lot of people do. You want to pay him, right? I'd rather have a Super Bowl win than money. Okay. I mean, 
that's fine. But I think he should get paid what he's worth. But anyways, but yeah, I mean, we can talk about that another time. But now we got to keep moving on. We got a few more. We got three more games left. Next up, we got the Broncos traveling to MetLife to play the Giants. The Broncos are three point favorites. Mo, who do you got in this one? The Broncos or the Giants? Oh, this game's gonna suck. I got the. I think. I think the Broncos are gonna win. I got the Broncos. Okay. Like you know, Von Miller coming back. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems like people forgot about him, but yeah, I see he's coming back. Uh, he's a beast. Uh, you know, Teddy Bridgewater taking the job from Drew Locke. I mean, I, I mean, I even I could do that because Drew Locke is like terrible. Mm-hmm. And you know, I mean, I'm like the run game for the Broncos. I don't think is gonna be good. Okay. I mean, and like also, I mean, they uh, they do have Cortland Sun coming back. They got Noah Fant. You know, they got they have weapons. They have mm-hmm. weapons. So, I mean, uh, we'll see how Teddy uh, Teddy B does. But I mean, the Giants they have Daniel Jones at QB. Like he's not good at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm excited to see Saquon because you know he tore his ACL. So I'm excited to see how he does. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. I'm going to also go ahead with the Broncos. I think they're just way too talented on both sides of the ball. First off, we can talk about obviously Teddy Bridgewater is now QB one. They don't have, now they do have Melvin Gordon still there, but I think Javante Williams will take over very soon. I think that their offensive line has improved. They got Cortland Sutton, Cortland Sutton coming back. They got Jerry Judy coming back for another round. Hopefully he fixes his drops. No offense. There's a lot of mouths to feed on the offense, basically. On defense, you got Von Miller coming back. Bradley Chubb is there. They're going to be one of the best pass rushers uh, this year, like the pass rush duos. So there's that. Also, I mean, Justin Simmons is there. They drafted Patrick Sertain. We'll see how they do. Obviously, I would have gone quarterback if I were them, but, you know, it's Denver. But, yeah, I mean, I think the Denver Broncos defense is still very good. And with Von Miller back, they're going to be a little bit better. The Giants, Daniel Jones is not great. The offensive line, not great. Saquon Barkley is coming back, and I'm excited to see that. Uh, on de- They got Kenny Galladay. They signed him. Let's see if him and Daniel Jones can make a connection. Uh, the Giants still have their top have their top defense. Everyone's still there. Uh, Bradbury's still there, who, who's great for them. But I just I just think the Broncos are just a little bit better. Like I said before, the Broncos are just one quarterback away. They just need a quarterback. If they just get a quarterback, they'll be fine. And then they'll be able to win games. Uh, Broncos by three, I will take that line any day of the week. Yeah, give me the Broncos in this one, bro. Yeah. All right. Next up, we got our Sunday night game. We got the Bears traveling to LA to play the Los Angeles Rams. The Rams are seven and a half point favorites going into this one. Mo, who do you got? Dude, I have the Rams too. I think the Rams are gonna make a. Uh, they're gonna have a good year. You know, their defense is amazing. They, they got Aaron Donald, like, and Jalen Ramsey, and uh, you know, they they did get Matthew Stafford, who I think was a huge upgrade compared to Jared Goff. I think Jared Goff was the one, the the player who was holding the team back. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, they did lose Cam Akers, mm-hmm. but that is a huge loss at running back. But I mean, I think they'll do fine with Daryl Henderson. So, I mean, yeah. And okay. it's the wait, who are they playing? The Bears. Yeah, I mean the Bears are a joke. I mean okay. we've known this; they're poverty franchise. Uh, I mean, they have they have, ginger, <laughs> they have a ginger at QB. So, I mean, that should just tell you everything on that team. Okay. 
Yeah. Okay. I you got the Rams. I also have the Rams. Uh, I like how they got Matthew Stafford. Like you said, Jared Goff was holding the team back for sure. Uh, they lost Cam Akers, which kind of sucks, but the Rams still have very good weapons. They signed Deshaun Jackson over the offseason. They still got Robert Woods and they got Cooper Cup, who I think is going to have a great year. Uh, their offensive line is a little bit better. Their defense, obviously, it's Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey there. Obviously, I'm going to take the Rams defense any day of the week. And I mean, they lost a few pieces in the offseason, but I think they're going to be just fine. I think I think they're still going to be contending. I think they're going to have a very good year. Uh, next up, and then we got the Bears. I mean, the Bears, let's see. They drafted Justin Fields, and he's still not starting. They got Andy Dalton starting, who is one of the worst quarterbacks in the league. They got David Montgomery, who is a very, very good back. And they also got Allen Robinson and Darnell Mooney, who are very great wide receivers. They still got Khalil Mack. They still got really good defense. Uh, they lost some pieces. I mean, Eddie Jackson's still there, so he's still very good and very underrated. But I don't know. They're just the quarterback is just holding them back. You know, I think quarterback play is going to hold the Bears back until Justin Fields takes over because I really don't think Andy Dalton is that guy anymore. This is not 2015 Andy Dalton. And also the Rams, they've invested a lot in their players. Uh, They invested a lot of draft picks, trades. So it's still, it's always, they're going to be in win now mode. This is win now mode for them, and they got to go all the way. Uh, give me the Rams seven and a half. I don't know if it'll be seven and a half, but I mean, I think, I think the, I think the bears would cover that one. So give me the Rams. And to end off week one, we got a Monday night football. We got the Ravens traveling to Vegas to Allegiant stadium, take on the Las Vegas Raiders. And the Ravens are a four and a half point favorite. Mo, who do you got? Uh, I mean, I have the Ravens easily. I mean, I think the Raiders were like really dumb. They got rid of like a line. They did. They had a really bad offseason. I don't know what they were thinking. Um, their car is like still good, mm-hmm. but you know, like he can't really do much with what's around him. So I mean, like, and that's the Ravens. Like their defense is, is crazy good. They got Lamar coming back. Uh, J.K. Dobbins is out, uh, as we did discuss earlier in the show. But you know they did. They do have Gus Edwards. So and they did get. They did uh, draft uh, Rashad Bateman. So you know I'm excited to see that offense. I also have the Ravens winning this. I think the Raiders. They they really did have a bad offseason. First off, they got rid of a lot of their offensive line, which I did not agree with. Considering I think they just want to kill Derek Carr at this point. They signed Kenyon Drake which I don't understand why they did. Maybe they just want to protect Jacobs, but overall, like still not that great of an option, in my opinion. Uh, Henry Ruggs is now the wide receiver one there. Obviously they still have Darren Waller, who I think is still is like a beast top three tight end their defense. I mean, they made some improvements. They signed KJ, Wright. They brought him, they got Yannick and Gakwe, who is still very good. Uh, it just needs to show it now. And I mean, it's just this Raiders team is just very weird. It's like the Jags. They're just a very weird team. There's weird players in weird positions. The Ravens, obviously, Lamar Jackson, uh, you know, former MVP. He's coming back. He's on the last year of his contract, so he's got to prove people, you know, wrong. Uh, J.K. Dobbins is done. He is out for the season, which it hurts, but I think that the running game is in good hands with Gus Edwards. The offensive line, they made a little bit of improvements. They signed a few offensive linemen. Uh, they drafted Sean Bateman. They signed Sammy Watkins. Uh, they, they drafted Tylen Wallace, uh, who I think can be a very underrated asset for them. 
their corners are still very good. They got Marlon Humphrey still there. Marcus Peters holding it down. Uh, their D line still good with Calais Campbell there. And I mean, and they got uh, Justin Houston. So that was also a very good signing. And I mean, this Ravens team, I mean, they can, they they can still play. I think the defense would really help them out a lot, but yeah, I just, I just don't think the Raiders, I think they, they progressed a little bit last year. You know, they didn't really finish off the season, right. They were kind of proving some people wrong, but they didn't finish right. I really don't think they're going to finish right again. Give me the Ravens in this one. They're four and a half point favorites. I will take that line. And yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it for week one. That's all our week one games, Mo. We're two days away from kickoff. It should be an exciting time when I beat you in fantasy. Yeah, you won't do anything because all my players are going to go off, get 20 points at least. You shut your mouth while I'm talking to you, okay? You're a trash team. You have my players. You have my players. You have my players. Okay, so? You have my running backs. They're they're going to do – no, no. Since I drafted them, they're going to do good. But when you drafted them, they didn't do good. Yeah, they did. Who? I didn't draft James Robinson. I, I picked them up. So well, I, mean, yeah. I, I picked up Antonio Gibson. Yeah, you did. So, wow, our teams are so odd. Like, wow, polar opposites. I have Devontae I, Adams. You don't. But I will win. We'll see about that. But, yeah, this was fun to predict the games. That is it for our episode. We're going to go back to college on Friday because we got some big college football games to talk about. Uh, please listen to us on Spotify, follow us on Instagram and Twitter and subscribe to our YouTube channel until next time. I'm Omar. And I am Mo. And we will see you guys on Friday.